see a lot about our work. God talking so much about our work. And every time we, we see our work in the scripture, it's talking about our lifestyle. It's talking about how we are to live. Because the word work is active. And so tonight I want to look at walking in the light. Walking in the light. You know the Bible will say that we are already in the spirit. But let's walk in the spirit. Let's live by the spirit. In other words, let's, let's take the right steps in accordance to what God has already imputed and what God has already put in our spirit. We'll see in Isaiah chapter 2 verse 5, God was uh, telling the house of Israel the same thing. He says in Isaiah chapter 2 verse 5, O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Let us walk. Let us live in the light of the Lord. Hallelujah. And why is light so important? Because light is the solution to darkness. Light is the solution to darkness. And we will see in Genesis chapter 1, the first thing that God created is light. The Bible says the, the, the earth was without form and void. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the earth. And what God needed first was to say, let there be light. Hallelujah. And when God said let there be light, really it wasn't referring to the sun. Because even at that time, the sun wasn't created. The sun was created much later. So he's talking about another source of light. Hallelujah. That, that is different from the light of the sun. And so, we we'll see that light is the solution to darkness. Anywhere darkness is operating, when light comes in, light begins to shine. Light begins to uh, break the grip of darkness. And so the first thing we look at is what is this light we are talking about when God says, let us walk in the light of the Lord. The first thing we need to know is that God himself is the light. God himself is the light. God Almighty is the light. So when he says, let there be light, is bringing himself forth into the heart to take over and to rule. So God is the light. In 1 John chapter 5, this is the message. 1 John chapter 1 verse 5 rather. 1 John chapter 1 verse 5. This is the message which we heard from him. And declared to you that God is light. God is light. Hallelujah. And in him is no darkness. In fact, he says there is no, no shadow. 
Because shadow only comes when there is an object that blocks the light. Are you listening to me? When there's an object in the way of light, it forms shadow. And so the Bible says that with him there is no shadow, nor variable, you know, of turning. So it says here God is the light, and in him is no form of darkness. And that's where we want to be. Hallelujah. Where there is no form of darkness. Because uh, to the extent of the darkness that we have operating in our life is the extent of the domain that the enemy still has access to. Okay? The extent of darkness that we are allowed to operate in our life is the extent of the domain that darkness still has, I mean, that the enemy has access to. Because if God is the light and in him is no darkness at all, then the devil is darkness and in him is no light at all. Amen. Okay? He says if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son, cleanses us from all sin. When we walk in the light. When we walk in the light of God. When we walk in God. When we walk in who God is. When we walk in who God says we have. When we walk in God. Because God is alive. And in God, there is no form of darkness. And we walk in God. We walk in the light. Uh, The blood of Jesus cleanses us. We are cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Amen. In Acts chapter 7 verse 28, the Bible says, For in him we live and move and have our being. So we come to the reality of living in that, that in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. That is to say, we conduct our life in him. We conduct our affairs in him. We, we regulate our attitude in Him. We do our business in Him. Praise God. Praise the Lord. And when we do that, the blood of Jesus cleanses us. Uh, Psalm 27 verse 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is our light. And so when He says walk in the light, it's like walking God. Because we are relocated from darkness the Bible says he has delivered us from the dominion of darkness. Colossians chapter 1. And he has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah. It's the kingdom of his dear son is also called the kingdom of light. So uh, we are relocated uh, spiritually from the domain of darkness and we are planted and we are seated uh, in the kingdom of light. Now God is now saying we need to conduct and live our life in the light. Amen. Where there is no darkness and where there is variable of turning. So God is the light. Walking in light means walking in God. And walking in God means walking in consonance and fellowship with Him. That's what it means. 
It means walking in fellowship with Him. Living in fellowship with Him. Taking decisions in fellowship with Him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Living in fellowship with Him. Taking actions, uh, taking steps in fellowship with Him. That's what it means to walk in God. It's not lifting our eyes and it's not a religious or pseudo kind of life. No. But rather, you know, living in fellowship, walking, living our life in fellowship. Okay? So, God Himself is the light and in Him we walk. And number two, light is revelation. Light is revelation of God. Revelation of His Word is the revelation knowledge. Anytime there is darkness, there is confusion. We don't know where we're going, but when light shines, it brings understanding. And when understanding comes, we know exactly. Have you tried to walk in the darkness? In darkness. Have you tried sometimes? Eh? You wake up in the night, and uh, as it used to be, because it will not be like that anymore. In Jesus' name, there's there's no power, and so you are still looking for your phone, even though the phone is so close to you. You're still doing like this. Hallelujah. And if perhaps it has entered under your pillow or something, and you have to step out, you are trying to do like this. The same house. But once light comes, you see everything. Is that not so? Praise God. Also, I believe that when light comes, revelation and insight comes. And when revelation comes, we know what to do. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 6 says, it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. Who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So, oh, God shines where? In our hearts. The same one who called light out of darkness from the beginning, he shines in our hearts. And the purpose of shining is to give revelation knowledge. Concerning Jesus Hallelujah To give revelation knowledge Concerning Jesus That's what that means It gives us it gives us The light shines To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God Because Jesus is the glory of God In the face of Jesus Christ So it gives us revelation Concerning Jesus So the light of God Is revelation So when it says let us walk in the light It means let us walk in revelation knowledge Isaiah chapter 8 verse 20 it says to the law and the testimony if they do not speak according to this word it is because there is no light in them but there is light in us I say there is light in us the light of God shines in our hearts the God who commanded the light to shine uh, to shine out of darkness shines in our hearts and so, uh, if, the, if it shines in our heart, that means we will speak according to this word. Amen. Walking in the light means we will speak according to this word. Because it says, uh, if they do not speak according to the word, it is because there is no light, no revelation, no insight. But we can see from Second Corinthians 4, the Bible says, God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, he has shined we are in our heart, that means there is light. Hallelujah. And if there is light, 
walking according to that light is number one, speaking according to the word. Do you understand what I'm saying? When it says, let us walk in the light, it means speaking according to the revelation knowledge of God's word. Praise the Lord. Amen. Because uh, part of our work is our speaking. In fact, our major part of our lifestyle is our speaking. And when our speaking can be in accordance with the light of God, our whole body will follow after. Because James says if we can control the tongue, then we can control the whole body. That's how we can be perfect. He that can control his tongue, the Bible says, is a perfect man. That's what it says. So perfection comes when we are able to take dominance. We don't speak. We speak only what God really wants us to speak. We don't speak out of our emotions. We, we don't speak out of... We speak words that edify, words that build up. We, we speak words that strengthen on negative words. So the extent that we can control our word is the extent of our perfection. Hallelujah. And the extent of walking according to the light. The Bible says in Ephesians 1, 17 to 19 praying for revelation that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. Everything God does is in the knowledge of Christ. Okay? In the knowledge of Him, that the highs of what? Our understanding. Somebody say the highs of my understanding. Being enlightened. That's light. And when it's enlightened, we will know the hope or the expectation or the reason or the purpose for our calling and then we will come into the knowledge of the riches of the glory of his inheritance and the saints that is to say the riches he has on the saints he's not talking about our own riches in there he's talking about his own riches that he has embedded in the saints praise God we come into that knowledge then three we will come to the knowledge of the exceeding greatness of God's power which is released towards us. We will come into it because then our faith will be activated because the, 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 the amount of revelation, all like that we live in, we actually determine the quality and the effectiveness of our faith. Okay? It will determine the quality and the effectiveness of our faith. So, uh, we come, when the light shines in us, we come to know the riches of the glory of His inheritance and the saints. We come to know the exceeding greatness of his power. And knowing that will also help us enter into the level of having our prayers answered. Because God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we ask. According to what? According to the power that is working in us. Okay? Praise the Lord. Okay? So we've said the light of God, walking in the light of God, talks about uh, God himself is the light and revelation, knowledge of God is the light. And number three, the light of God is the glory of God. The light of God is the glory of God. And what is the glory of God? The glory of God is the weight and the weight of His presence. The light of God is the glory of God. And the glory of God is the weight and the wealth. When you look at different words used for wealth in the scripture, both in the Hebrew and in the Greek, they connote many 
of number one, weight. Hallelujah. The weight, heavy weight. Two, they could know the meaning of weight. That's why you see Jacob, when the sons of Laban were talking, they said that through our father, he has gotten this glory. Okay? But they were refining to wealth. Amen. So, the wealth of God, uh, the, the, the glory of God is both the weight, the weight, and the wealth of his presence. And that's why Jesus is the man of God with us. And Jesus is the glory of the Father. Amen. He is the man where God with us. That, that's the reality. That's, that's the outstanding thing about Jesus. Uh, God with us. Why we live in them and be with them. And I will be the God and they shall be my people. The presence of God. Okay. So in Isaiah chapter 60. The scripture says arise. Shine. That means there's something that you and I need to do. We need to arise. Amen. Shine. Why? Why are we going to arise and shine? Our light has come. And what's the definition of our light? It's that the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. And deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you. Can somebody say amen? The Lord will arise over us. And his glory will be seen upon us. That means the manifestation of the glory can be seen. If it cannot be seen, then that means this scripture will not be true. But it says it can be seen. It says, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. And Gentiles shall come towards your light. And the kings toward the brightness of your rising. So, you will see glory and light being used interchangeably. So, the light of God is the glory of God. And that glory is the, is the worth and the weight of His presence in and through our lives. And we, we can see it in David. We can see it in, in Joseph. We can see it in Daniel. We saw, we saw that the, the, the Potiphar said concerning Joseph, he put everything in his hand because God's presence was with him. So the kings came to his light. Hallelujah. Even Laban saw concerning Jacob, he said, I've observed, I explained that God is blessing me because of you. Hallelujah. So the, the, the weight, the weight of God's presence will turn things around us. Amen. It will turn things around. It will change things. Okay? So, walking in, in the light will not mean walking in the, in the glory. Walking in His, in his glory. Hallelujah. And in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 to 18. So, we say, we say walking in His glory. And if the glory is the weight and, his, and the weight of His presence, we are talking about Walking in the weight, walking the weight of his presence, walking in, in, in the brightness of his presence. Uh, we see Paul talking about here, yeah, nevertheless, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. 
He was talking about the veil of the law, the veil of the old covenant, the law. Okay, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, there's freedom to be all that God wants us to be, to all that God wants us to do. <clears throat> but we all with unveiled face. Okay, look at that. Where well, is the veil removed in the Lord? So when we come to Jesus, the veil is removed, except we bring it back. Okay, the power of the blood of Jesus, the power of God through salvation, destroyed the stronghold of that veil. And now it says, when we all with unveiled face, the veil of religion and the veil of the old covenant is taken away. We behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. What is the mirror? The word of God. It's very clear. Uh, the book of James talks about beholding your face. You know, talking about someone who does the word of God is, and the one who doesn't do, the one who doesn't do is like a man who beholds his face in the, in, the, in the mirror and he walks away and forget what kind of a man he is. So, the mirror there is the word of God. Are you listening to me? And the word of God mirrored the image of the Lord. And the word of God is where we see who the Lord is. Okay? Not just what some folks put on WhatsApp for us. Okay? Not just what some people say the Lord is. Who the Lord is. Who the Lord is, is in his word. Are you listening to me? And when we behold the in the word of God with unveiled face unveiled face the, 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 the veil of the old covenant is taken away and we keep beholding uh, the image of the Lord in the word the Bible says we behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord because you see the glory is the image hallelujah we are being transformed, okay, into the same image. From what? Glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So, when the scripture is talking about us arising, the key to arising is constantly with unveiled face. Beholding the glory, the image of the Lord. Beholding who God is. And we are being transformed. Hallelujah. Into the same thing that we are looking at. Even Jacob demonstrated that when he got, uh, when he was reproducing the, the sheep of, of Laban, he would take any sheep he wants, he will bring him to the tree which is cut and designed according to the dream he has. And when they look into that image, a conception takes place. When they take, when, when they, they, they conceive, it's exactly according to what they have looked into. Okay? And that's how you go the way. Amen. So, when we constantly behold the Lord, we are transformed. We are metamorphosized into the same. We become more in his likeness. Let us create man 
in our own image and after our likeness. Okay? That's how we come into the likeness because the old thing the Bible, the book of Romans talk about uh, in Romans 8 is that he wants us to be conformed to the image of his son. To be exactly like his son. So that he will be the firstborn among many brothers. Hallelujah. And you know what it means? What it will mean is all the sons are, are operating in the, the same dimension that the firstborn is operating. Are you listening to me? God doesn't want us to be like a very poor son who doesn't have access to what the father has. You know, all of us, God wants all of us to, to be in the same image as Christ. To be conformed to that image. Praise the Lord. And that's, that's all we are living for, to be conformed to that image so that we can stand as Christ on the earth. And that will mean many Christ all over the place. And then we can fill the heart with the glory of the Lord. But there will be so much, so much power, so much glory, so much manifestation. You know, if Jesus spoke so much that the people said, never a man spoke like this. Can you imagine a million people speaking exactly like Jesus? A billion people speaking exactly like Jesus all over there. Hallelujah. I mean, Jesus approaches so much supernatural that... Every time there's a need, he knows exactly what to do. And if we can all grow into that, and you can see all that operating different affairs, companies will be changing like this. Things will be changing like this all over. And they will now be coming to our lives. Did you get it? Amen. But to the degree we don't come into that, the kings can't come to our lives. Praise the Lord. Amen. So the light that we need to walk in is the glory of God. The light we need to also walk in is the righteousness of Jesus. Is the righteousness of God. The Bible says in Psalm 37 verse 6 that it shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the new day. It will bring forth our righteousness and we know in 2 Corinthians 5.21 the Bible says for he hath made him to be seen who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of, of God in him. Praise the Lord. So in other words, Jesus, Jesus is God's righteousness. And Christ in us is the righteousness of God in us. When we are talking of righteousness, we are talking of the right standing and the right doing. Okay? The right doing come out of the right standing. So, uh, we know that there's nothing we can do to get righteousness. Did you get it? There's nothing we can do to get righteousness. Righteousness is not what the righteousness of God. The Bible says all our works, all our doings is like what? Like filthy rags, all our own righteousness will be filthy rags because we can with the standard of God. But then God qualified all of us in Christ. When we come in Christ, we receive the same standing that Jesus has before the Father. 
the locust standing. The, the, the standing that he has before the Father. The access that he has before the Father. We come into that. But then we don't stop there. As we live in fellowship with his righteousness. Uh, we, our, 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 our deeds are beginning to flow. Showing his own deeds. Showing what he would do. And what he's doing. So in First John chapter 3. Verse 7 it says. Little children. Let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous. Okay? Just as he is righteous. Look at that word practices. That means righteousness become habitual for us. Okay? Doing right. Right doing, practicing it becomes habitual. So, he who practices righteousness, righteous. Why? Because what he's doing is coming out of who he is. And that's why he's able to do it just like orange tree produces oranges because it's an orange tree. A righteous man is doing righteousness, practicing righteousness because he's righteous. Praise the Lord. Now it says, he who sins, that word there is he who sins habitually. He who practices sin. You can be a child of God and practice sin. If a child of God, if somebody calls himself a child of God and he practices living in sin, then something is wrong somewhere. Hallelujah. That means he has walked out of the light. He who sins is of the devil. But the devil sinned from the beginning. He lives in sin. That's what it means. It's a picture. The devil can't do anything but sin. He sinned from the beginning. And for this reason, for the purpose of dealing with sin, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works or the outworking of the devil. Okay? So manifest to destroy the working, the outworking of the devil. What is the working of the devil? Sin. Hallelujah. So the Son of God has come to destroy sin. So when I live in constant fellowship with the Son of God, I'm able to walk in righteousness and walk in the light. The Lord. Amen. And as I walk in the light, I also give in the light. Because that is what is called the, the fruits of our righteousness, the harvest of our righteousness. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, we know Paul has been talking about giving. Paul has been talking about giving and giving and giving. Now in verse, verse 10, he says, Now he who supply seed to whom the sower and then bread for food. Bread to the eater. Hallelujah. Supply and multiply the seed you have sown. So that means, I think it was on Sunday, when was I saying it? That God multiply the seed we sow and not the bread we eat. Amen. He does not multiply bread we eat. He gives the bread to sustain our body. But the seed is going to further, if the, seed, if the seed is going to plant the seed to bring the nature of that seed to other generations. And so God multiplied 
the seed we sow and then increase the fruit of our righteousness. Now we need to know we are all same in righteousness. But the fruit of our righteousness depends on the seed we sow. Let me say it again. We are all same in righteousness. We'll all have the righteousness of Jesus. Okay? But then the fruits of that righteousness is an outworking of the seed we sow. So in other words, it multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Hallelujah. Did you get it? So in other words, there is the fruit of righteousness. We are all righteous, but there is the fruit of righteousness, which is a product of, of, of the seed we have sown. So you can't live without sowing seed. You need to be a, a sower. Are you listening to me? Forgetting all the nonsense going on in the world, you search the word of God yourself and see whether God wants his people to be stingy and be holding things. But rather God wants them to be sitting and not, you know, and not uh, uh, greedily, not grudgingly, but bountifully and willingly. Amen. Praise God. So we are to live. Because when he says walk, walk, walk in the light, it's also walking in giving. Hallelujah. Giving involves giving the word of God you have already on the inside of you. Giving your help, giving finances, giving whatever, you know. So, because he multiplied the seed we sowed and increased the fruit of our righteousness. And that's where there will be difference. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. So, we talk uh, about walking in righteousness. Is our right standing? Is our right living? And is our right giving? Which give back to harvest of righteousness. Right standing, we all have it in Christ. From the right standing, we all are supposed to live right. Amen. Okay? Which is living according to our nature, living in fellowship with Jesus, uh, living the lives that He lives through us. Then we talk about right giving. Right giving. Which is giving generously, giving willingly. The Bible says God loves the hilarious giver whose mind is in his giving. Not he who gives and is talking about it all over the place. Not he who, he who gives and he wants to be specially recognized for it. Hallelujah. No, but he who gives generous. And he's giving it because he loves the Lord. Hallelujah. God loves a, a hilarious giver. And God increased the fruits of our righteousness. Amen. Walking in the light also talk about the light, walking in divine direction. Walking in divine direction. Walking in the leadership of God and his spirit. Walking in the leadership of God, the leadership of his spirit. The leadership of his word. Uh, Psalm one, uh, uh, Psalm eighteen, verse twenty-eight says, "For you will light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness." 
Can you say, Lord, enlighten my darkness? The Lord, my God, will enlighten my darkness. He will bring insight. He will bring direction into my life in the name of Jesus. Psalm 43 verse 3 says, Oh, send out your light and your truth. The light of God and the truth of God, they work together. That's why being led by the Spirit, even though it's subjective, but it must be according to the Word of God. Because without the Word of God, anybody can say the Spirit tell him to do anything. True of us. Okay? So the Word of God becomes the standard to judge our, our being led. Are you listening to me? Praise God. Okay? So, I said, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Can you pray that? Say, Lord, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your tabernacle. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, when God leads us, He leads us by His by his light and by his truth. The word of God is a light, is a lamp to our feet. Praise the Lord. And one way to walk in to be, to walk to activate divine leadership of the spirit or rather to create an atmosphere that makes it much easier to be led by God is an, act, is a, is an uh, atmosphere of joy. Atmosphere of joy. Okay? You will see that when, when they came against David and took everything away, uh, I think that should be first Samuel chapter 30, they took everything away and they were weeping and crying. All the time they were weeping and crying, God didn't say nothing. Hallelujah. But when they stopped their crying, and David encouraged himself in the Lord. God speak. Amen. Uh, Psalm 89 verse 15 says. Look at this. Psalm 89 verse 15 says. Blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. They walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. When we know the joyful sound. It makes it easier for us to walk in the light of God. Amen. Blessed are the people who know what? Are you here? Who know the joyful son? What happened to them? They walk. So if we are going to walk in the light, we need to have a joyful son. No matter what happened, we should not allow the joyful son to leave us. We must live in an atmosphere of praise, an atmosphere of worship and thanksgiving, no matter what. That's why you see Paul talk to us about giving thanks, no matter what, giving thanks and all things, no matter how hard and how tough. So joy creates an atmosphere for his voice. Joy creates an atmosphere for his voice and the leadership of the spirit. Because it tunes something. Joy helps to tune. You know when you are tuning a radio to a station you want, okay? Joy helps us to tune to God's own station. Hallelujah. Why sorrow help us tune to our own station? There are always two stations every time. God's own station 
Satan on station, and both of them are speaking. Are you listening to me? That's what the Bible says. In all the world, there's no place where their sound is not at. There's sound in the realm of the spirit. Just like you have different waves in this atmosphere. Okay? So also there are different waves and different sound in the spirit. It depends the one we tune to. That's why the Bible says the sorrow of the world will walk dead. Hallelujah. Praise God. So you're joyful in your spirit. It helps you tune into. So that's one thing we need to constantly deal with. Is that that moodiness thing. Is that is that is that uh, sorrowful thing. It's those things that condition our mind to to become can you all focus there? I think we are all working. We are too watching yeah. taking our attention, please. Okay. Amen. Praise the Lord. When when we activate the joyful sun all the time, we are able to constantly tune to God frequencies so that we can hear God. Hallelujah. We can hear despite the cloud that God is in that place. How, how do you think Paul was able to hear God when he was shipwrecked? It must be that Paul on his inside is not, is not blaming God because you know he can start blaming God in that ship and say, God, I don't really understand. You send me on an errand. I've been doing your work all along. And this time around, I'm shipwrecked again. How long? The other time they beat me with rod. The other time they stoned me. The other time, you know. And if that's what he was doing. He won't hear God. Are you listening to me? But about the inside of Paul. Paul was giving thanks. Paul was worshipping. Paul was joyful on his inside. That despite all these crises. And then one night, the angel of the Lord showed up. Hallelujah. But you know, many times... Uh, we are quick to say, God, why me? Why must it be me? Why am I going through this? Why this? And, and then we don't give atmosphere for that joy. We don't respond with the joy. So it's a constant thing. This is going to be major. Because those who, who, who love the joyful sound, they will. Who know it? Who know it? Who know it by revelation? And you see, what you know is what you begin to do. What you know is not just what you have in your head. Are you listening to me? What you do is what you have really known. What you don't do, you have not really known it. Or it has not been so much, because there's so much head knowledge. You know, we have so much head knowledge. Whereby we can say everything, but if it's really true on your inside, you will do it. You will believe in it. So if we don't live it, we have not known it. So revelation knowledge is not much of your spiritual vocabulary. It's not determined by the amount of your spiritual vocabulary. It is determined by the amount of your practice, your doing, that reflects what you know with the conviction of what you know. Amen. Praise God. So the life of God is the righteousness of God, is the divine direction following God, and is the life of God. The light of God is the life, the, the, the Zohe of God. The Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 4, In him was what? Life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines, we are, in the darkness. It didn't say in darkness. 
look at that scripture. In the darkness. Because there is darkness, but there is the darkness. Hallelujah. The light versus the darkness. The light shines where? In the darkness. And the, not just in the darkness, the real darkness. Because Satan is the darkness. Hallelujah. And the, the is something that, you know, specifies something. And the darkness did not comprehend it. Hallelujah. So, Jesus is the light. Satan is the darkness. And light shines in the darkness. And the darkness cannot handle it. Praise God. So, and, and in John 10, 10, we know the Bible says the work of the chief was to do what? To steal. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I mean, when a thief shows up somewhere, that's what he wants to do. True of us. Whether he's successful in carrying it out is another thing. But that's what he wants to do. Because I read of a thief that broke into somebody's house and slept up there. In Lagos, and he caught him. He broke into the house and slept off in the sitting room. And in the morning, he saw the man sleeping. <laughs> okay. So, but what he came to do was to steal. Or to kill. Or to destroy. Or to do everything together. Are you listening to me? But thank God, Jesus said, I have also come. Hallelujah. That they might have life and that they may have it out more abundantly. That means the solution to the stealing, to the killing, and to destruction is the life of God. Hallelujah. And uh, in John 8, 12, Jesus spoke to them again and said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in what? In darkness. Can we begin to pray that and activate that and say, Lord, I follow you. I will not walk in darkness. Hallelujah. So, walking in the light, who is the light? Is following the life himself. Is following the life. To follow someone is to observe his steps and his deeds. Like Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. He said, be imitators of Christ, dear children. Hallelujah. Praise God. So following the Lord is following the light himself. Is living in the light. And how do we follow him? How would Jesus have acted in this situation what does his word say about acting in this situation you know we are following the lord and when we are we are we are spending time to to ask the holy spirit things uh, we are following the lord and there are times that there are times i just saw that in my spirit there are times in following the the lord that the lord seems not to be moving We need to develop patience to stick out with him. He said, prove it to me in the scripture. Yes, when 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 Lazarus died, 
He didn't go there for two days. Hallelujah. He didn't go there for two days. He stay in the same place. No human mind can understand that. Your friend whom you love so much is sick. And he knew it by revelation. But he did not do anything. At least anything physical. I won't say he didn't do things spiritually. But he didn't do anything. He abode in the same place when he was sick. And it was only after he died that he moved. That means it's also possible now to work with God. Because that two days can be two years. Concerning a situation. Can be five years. Is somebody hearing me? It wasn't nothing. He stood there. And sure, disciples in their mind will be wondering, why isn't the Lord doing something? Why are we not sending healing card? Why are we not starting a prayer chain? Why are we not going there to pray? But you know, now they saw him, so they could, but you are not even seeing him physically. Are you listening to me? You, you just saying that the Lord isn't saying anything about this. I'm praying over it. The Lord isn't saying anything. When the Lord doesn't say anything, we don't have to force him to say something. Because I've heard people say, if God doesn't move, you move him. You can't. Of course, faith activates things in God, but it's in tandem with the Holy Spirit. And it was only after Lazarus died. Which he said, and Thomas said, oh, since you didn't walk since, let's go and die with him. There's really nothing left to do. Amen. So that means, that means, God will actually wait over a situation in our lives until he dies. Are you listening to me? What I mean is, when it looks like it can easily come in, when there seems to be natural hope, it can wait until every hope dies. Every natural hope dies. But many times, that waiting, that two days, or three days, or, or two years or twenty, no matter what is when we will do many things did you get it? that's where the impatience with the law comes that's when we say God, if God wouldn't act I've waited, he may not act, let me act or John Law have you heard somebody say that? It's time is good, let me do something about it okay, and we know at the end the Lord say let's go and wake him up and all of them were like what on earth is this? So, that's where we need to develop patience with the Lord. There's this thing called being patient with the Lord. Being patient with the Lord. When he seems to be standing and just nothing. If the Lord does nothing, do nothing. Only do what you have known to be right. Did you get it? When God isn't doing anything, do nothing. But keep doing all you have known. To be right that he has taught you and I want you to do to that level. Are you listening to me? Praise God. Amen. He that follows me will have the light of life. There are times that we are following him to everyone around us it looks like we are walking in darkness because they don't see activity. The less active time is when everybody's asleep. Everywhere is quiet. The night. Is that not so? 
there's darkness, people feel out oh, this guy is walking in darkness. But don't kindle your own light. Because Isaiah talked about some kindling their own light. They are trying to create and manufacture their own light instead of waiting for the light. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's a whole lot of lessons to learn from there. This is where maturity is. This is how we grow to know the Lord. We become patient. We can't understand. We, we obviously can't understand why God isn't, isn't doing that thing fast. Why isn't why is he looking like I'm praying? I'm not getting now I'm checking my life. I'm walking in faith now. I just don't. And I need to just be patient with the Lord. Amen. Because when the pillar stops, they stop. And when he moves, they move. Praise the Lord. So the light is the life of God. And um, that life has ability to quicken our mortal body, to make alive our mortal body, our dead, doomed body. What it means is that eventually this body, no matter what, is going to be shed off. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We are going to wear a new body. But then, before then, Romans 8, 11 says, If the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us, he that raised Jesus from the dead will do what? He will give life to our mortal body. For, you know, number one, he will give life to our mortal body to, not to live according to sin. Because you see that in that scripture it's talking about sin primarily. Are you listening to me? It will give life to our mortal body not to yield itself to sin. Number two, you give life to our mortal body that we can believe the life of God into every part of our being, which can bring healing and restoration. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. And finally, because of time, is the outworking of the fruit of the Spirit. All the, the deeds, the produce of the Spirit. The Bible says in Ephesians 5, 8 to 9, it says, for you were once darkness, but now you are what? You are light. Somebody say, I am light. Now look at that. So, in nature, we are light. Are you listening to me? And the Old Testament, they are not light. But in the New Testament, because of what Jesus did on the cross, we are light in the Lord. Your nature is light. It now says, whoa, act, live, do things as what? As children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is what? Is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Hallelujah. So our nature is light. So it's easy for us in the sense that we are living out who we are. You see, the difference, what, what only causes us problem is because we have lived according to this external nature for years. We have been trained. That's what the psalmist said. In sin did my mother conceive me. So even our parents conceived us in sin. The world has been framed in sin. Of generation, our body has been trained even before birth. 
That's why you see a small child who start telling lies before anybody tell that child, teach that child to tell lies. Okay? So, now, and that's where the work that we have to do about the new mind according to God's word is the main work we have to do because we are into negativity. We are already trained towards death. But we are changing things around and turning things around. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so, walking in the light involves us uh, uh, to find out what is acceptable to the Lord. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 10 to 14. Talk about finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. What is acceptable to the Lord is what is in His Word and what the, the Spirit takes from His Word to us. Uh, uh, and so, a couple of things you can read, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 10 to 14, or to 18 rather. So, uh, walking as children of light uh, will involve us finding out what is acceptable to the Lord on a daily basis through our fellowship with the Word and the Spirit. Through, as you are fellowshipping with the Word, the Word is convincing you in your heart that thing is not acceptable to Him. Are you listening to me? The Spirit is convincing you that thing is not acceptable to him. Okay? So that's how we find out. Uh, because there are things that are not acceptable to him that are not obvious. Because in somebody's life, because of his own growth, God is not demanding that. Our sanctification, we are sanctified by the Spirit, but we are also sanctified as we set our parts to the law. Our separate parts to the law. Based on the level of the knowledge that he has revealed to us. Are you listening to me? And so even sanctification, there is a, a dynamic part of it uh, that, you know, what God tells you to stay away from, he, he wasn't even telling everybody to stay away from. Are you listening to me? Hello? Because of your purpose, your call and his work with you, there are things the Holy Ghost might forbid you. But it's not a sin to everybody. But when you disobey the Holy Spirit, it becomes a sin. Are you getting it? And now you can't lord it over everybody what the Holy Ghost has personally spoken to you about. You can lord it over everybody for it. And that's what's wrong in the body sometimes. Someone gets it and then he lords it over everybody. It's you that he told. It's not everybody he told. But you will be sinning when you don't. They will not be sinning. Are you listening to me? This is determined by our work with the Lord. It's determined by our maturity with the Lord. Do you get it? Praise the Lord. So finding out what is acceptable to the Lord on a daily basis. And two, uh, refusing to fellowship with the works of darkness. What darkness is doing. You see it in that scripture. Refusing. We don't fellowship with it. We don't embrace it. What darkness is doing is all over the TV. What darkness is doing is all over the social media. What darkness is, is doing is all over the places. People are going to joke about it. People are going to talk about it. People are going to celebrate it. But we don't fellowship. Doesn't we don't we don't stay with the people? Uh, it means we don't allow those things to get into our mind. We don't accept it as a form of life. Are you listening to me? We don't cononia. We don't fellowship with it. Amen. Number three, it involves us walking in transparency. Walking in transparency. 
The Bible says it's shameful to even talk about the things that the ungodly people do in secret. Walking in transparency. And number four, it involves us awakening from spiritual slumber. He says in that same scripture, awake, O sleeper. Rise up from the dead as we give light. Think to people who are already light. They chose to walk according to death. And they sleep. They become like dogs that are back. Amen. We once watched one documentary where that dog is rated as number one sleeper. The dog can sleep, just sleep. Okay? But what is he talking about sleeping in the spirit? Not being sensitive to what God is doing. You know, you enter the atmosphere and you lose your guard and you become like the people that are there and you just you can't see your uniqueness. You, you, you can't discern and you just allow yourself to be carried away. Praise the Lord. It says, awake, get out of the sleep and arise from the dead. That is to say, actions that does not lead to eternal life. We get out of it. There are actions that lead, that, that doesn't have eternal value. You know, we get out of it. Because eternity is already in our spirit. Praise the Lord. And as we walk in the light of God, we walk in the light of His countenance. And as we walk in the light of His countenance, we walk in His favor. All these things are going to produce favor. The light of His countenance over us. So, I believe when you read the entire book of Ephesians, the summary of it as it's going on is to how we are to walk. And when we are walking rightly, we will be ready for spiritual confrontation in Ephesians 6. Amen. Where is it? Finally, my brethren, be strong in the law and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. You can't do that without all the other things that have happened. Praise the Lord. Do you get something? Amen. Shall we pray? You need to go back and meditate and need to let God show you. Lord, we thank you. I want to just pray and say, Lord, help me walk in the light. Help me walk in the light. Help me walk according to the light of God. Help me walk according to the revelation of Jesus in my heart. Help me walk according to the revelation of your word and the light of your face. Help me walk according to the revelation of God. Oh, thank you, Father. Help me walk. Help me not be a reactor. Help me to live uniquely. Because you have made me to be light. You have made me to be light, not darkness. That I will shine. Help me to know the joyful sound. When the enemy brings the, the cloud of darkness and moodiness and offense. Lord, help me to know the joyful sound. So I can walk in the light of your countenance. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father, thank you for your word. Lord, I pray for continual insight for everyone so that we can walk in the light. 
as you are in the light. And the blood of Jesus will cleanse us from every form of sin. In the name of Jesus. Help us follow the Lord so that we will not live in darkness and we will have the light of life. Thank you, eternal Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Let's worship the Lord.